Good afternoon, everybody. Happy Friday, and I hope you're all doing well. Uh, my name is Manny Sanchez, and this is your weekly download, a podcast offering you the best information and insight straight from Harrisburg University. Uh, I want to apologize. You know, last week there was uh, no podcast, and the reason for that was uh, we were all prepping and getting ready for commencement. So undergraduate and graduate commencement was last week. Um, and that was a pretty hectic and crazy time, but we're back now, and I, I'm pretty sure that the, uh, the podcast this week is, is definitely going to make up for it. So I had the opportunity to speak with uh, Kim Sprout, the Associate Director of Experiential Programs and Professional Development here at Harrisburg University. Whew. And she and I talked about, you know, the job search, Job Search 101, basically all the things that you know, a new student, or excuse me, um, a graduating undergrad might want to know, somebody who's transitioning into a new job might want to know, all the tips that are definitely going to help you um, land the job that you want and, and kind of navigate the, that whole world. Um, so before um, we get into the interview here, I want to encourage everybody to follow us, like and subscribe and listen on the podcast app. You can search it um, from Android or Apple phones, called your weekly download just search and you can subscribe uh, make sure to follow us on social media on facebook.com forward slash harrisburg u we're on twitter at harrisburg u and our university website www.harrisburgu.edu so here it is my uh, conversation with kim sprout So today, my guest on the podcast is the infamous Kim Sprout here at Harrisburg University. Kim is the Associate Director of Experiential Programs and Professional Development. That's a mouthful. It is. (laughs) It's the longest, I think, title here at the university. It basically means all things projects, internships, and career, which is why we're here today. Yeah, so today on the podcast, excuse me, we're going to talk about job searching, job search 101. You know, I figured this would be a great time to kind of hit this topic considering a lot of students, you know, many students are graduating um, and the summertime is definitely when a lot of students, you know, go out there for the first time and try to pursue internships or jobs, you know, post-graduation. So who better to talk to than Kim who has experience with all this? Yeah, thanks, Manny. So yeah, we just had... um graduation here at Harrisburg University last week so congrats to all the newly minted alums Um, but wanted to just chat with you um, briefly today about some tips for your job search and how to really get started and succeed in that Um, and the first I think the most common problem that I see when I speak to students is when they want to start their job search and I say Hey Manny, what are you what are you looking for? They say anything. I just need a job, um, and that's not really having a good job search strategy in place. So that's what you really need to do to start: is develop your strategy, um, ask yourself some some key questions so that you can gain an understanding as a student um, about the type of job that you're looking for, and you sort of direct your own path. So th- some of those things that you should think about is the type of <coughs> position. Um, that you're seeking. Um, For instance, if you were a tech student, um, are you looking for a development position? Are you looking for a creative position? And then further define it from there. Uh, Where do you want to live, right? The the geographic um, preference is also key um, because that's going to be the companies (laughs) that you're going to be looking to apply for. 
And then what are your work and lifestyle balances? You know, if you're a city person, you probably don't want to move to the country and vice versa. Um, so you want to keep those things in mind as you're starting to plan your job search. Oh, one thing I just thought of too mm -hmm. with the, with the, um, the point about geographic preference. Um, my suggestion is, because this is what I did after, you know, I graduated, don't be afraid to, you know, apply for, at least apply for a job, even if it's across the country, just to see, you know, where that may go, because you never know what, what may come of it, they may pay for relocation, you know, just to take that chance, if it's a job that you want to pursue in a career, go for it. Right, and that leads <coughs> to my next yeah. um, point, Manny, so thank you so much, which is, when you're defining your strategy, don't be so specific that you're pigeonhole and targeting yourself to only a handful of companies and one job. Be open to possibilities. So whether that's the relocation where you're, you know, going to apply for something across the country, or if it's, you know, even within your field. Um, the funny thing is, I'll have a lot of students come to me um, and say, "Well, I want to work for a technology company, um, and I want to be in creative." Uh, I want to do website development or something like that. And then they only go to sort of interactive media companies or something where they're doing marketing <coughs> campaigns. What many students overlook is that almost every single company has a creative IT right. department doing their website and doing their marketing. So don't just think about the specific company. Think about the role and the other companies that can have that role mm -hmm. in place as you're defining your own um, job search strategy and path. Mm -hmm. um, so that's my tip one is have a, have a path, but be a little flexible when you're on that path. Yeah. Um, and then the second tip is know your resources, right? Like know where to start looking for jobs and, and internships. Um, and who can help you with yeah. that. So obviously I'm here at HU <laughs> as one of your resources, um, but some of the other ones that are very popular, um, as most students and alumni know, we have an online job board through MyHU. So continually you know, keep up to date on what's being posted on there. Um, we use social media as well, um, mainly Facebook at this point, to communicate those job postings as well. So make sure you're checking those pages. <clears throat> and then also um, check some other sites. Uh, LinkedIn is yeah. a huge place to look for jobs these days. <clears throat> um, they actually have recently developed an app just for applying for jobs on LinkedIn that you can download on your phone, mm -hmm. um, which is, makes it super convenient because yeah. once you upload and create your profile on link and then you download this app, when you apply, you just swipe and it sends the company your profile and you've applied, yeah. which makes it really, really nice. What's your opinion really quick on uh, posting your resumes to like Indeed or like the job, um, the job boards like that, just so it's, it's out there? What do, you, what do you feel about that? Yeah, I think to, you can be strategic in doing that, mm -hmm. especially if you can find a job board that's in your niche and, mm -hmm. and in, in the industry. Um, I personally don't recommend posting to like Indeed or um, even like the older ones like mm -hmm. Career Builder and Monster. My um, experience is that students get a lot of calls from recruiters that aren't a good match from yeah. that, from doing that. Um, and that was actually one of my tips in um, knowing your resources is that use those websites to find opportunities, but then instead of applying through that website, go to the company's website mm -hmm. and apply. Um, <coughs> a lot of the job boards, um, 
you know, may have some stuff that's outdated. Yeah. Um, but the company website is always going to be up to date. So when you find a job on, say, like Indeed, um, jump over to the company website and find their career page, mm -hmm. um, find the position, and then <coughs> apply directly that way. Um, those tend to get faster turnaround from the HR department anyway. Yeah. So I would recommend doing that. And one more thing about, uh, you know, job, job hunting. If you're kind of fresh out of an undergrad program or, you know, you're on the hunt, um, my suggestion, I definitely uh, clean up your social media if it's a little unsavory and mm -hmm. make sure that it's professional because you don't want the recruiter or somebody going out there and seeing um, your wild days as an undergrad. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So um, actually most companies have um, social media background checkers. Mm -hmm. Um, when they are interviewing applicants, that's one of the things that they'll check now um, is all of the social media. So not just the Facebook and Instagram, but they'll try to find you on Twitter and Snapchat yeah. and, and everything. LinkedIn. Um, and LinkedIn. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so make sure that all of that looks stellar yeah. um, prior to applying. Um, scrub that, as I <laughs> say. Um, you know, and then ask one of you know, your professional friends or a mentor to take a look at your social media profile to see if they see any red flags. So good point, Manny. Thank you. Good point. <laughs> so after you have developed your job search strategy and you, and you found some jobs um, that you want to apply for, obviously the next step is to apply, right? Um, so the one key mistake that I find students make all the time is one, they don't include a cover letter. And two, their resume isn't necessarily specific to the position. Mm -hmm. So your resume should be tweaked a little bit for every position that you're applying for so that it highlights the skills and knowledge that you have for that specific position. I'm not saying you have to do an entire rewrite of your resume, but move things around and make sure that when the recruiter is looking at it, the first thing that's jumping off the page is that you are qualified mm -hmm. for this position. Um, and definitely include a cover letter, even if it says cover letter optional, <laughs> include it because um, if you remember, you know, your cover letter is really your sales pitch as to why you're a good fit for the position, and you can outline that in the cover letter. If you don't include it, you're missing that opportunity to, to speak to the recruiter before they actually um, physically speak right. to you. And I think it also makes the student or the, the applicant stand out because if there's 10 people applying for a job and you know, eight of them don't include a cover letter to do, that's definitely going to put you a step ahead. So you're really only at that point maybe competing with one other person because you took the time to, you know, do a cover letter and, and really put forth the effort. Right, exactly, exactly. So we've talked about <clears throat> developing your strategy, looking for jobs, where to look, how to apply. Let's talk about, lastly, the interview. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a great little acronym that has um, was created by way up that I love in preparing for an interview and it's called reef r-e-a-f um, and it's research show enthusiasm ask questions and then follow up so let's talk about those a little bit yeah. so the research piece is anytime before you go on to an interview you should do research not only of the company and the position, but also the people that you're interviewing mm -hmm. so that you'll be able to interact with them better, ask more appropriate questions, which is the next yeah. part of the <laughs> reef. Um, but you want to appear knowledgeable and interested 
in the position. So definitely do your homework. I know we, you thought when you graduated you were done with your homework. Nope, never. Um, it, it, it continues, <laughs> right? So do your research. Um, when you're at the interview, you know, make sure you're projecting the right body language, lean in, um, make eye contact, show your enthusiasm and let your personality shine through. Um, that is key when you're, interview when you're interviewing because in that time you're making a connection with the people that you could potentially work with. Yeah. So you wanna make sure that you're showcasing yourself in the best way. Um, again, with the research, I said you have to ask questions, right? Yeah. So you don't want to go to an interview and just have them berate you with right. why do you want this job and how do you know how do you think you would fit here? This is also your opportunity to make sure that the position is right for you. Mm -hmm. um, so feel free to ask them questions. You know that also shows that you've done your homework yeah. and you're engaged. So some of the great questions that I like to ask or tell students to ask in an interview. Is specific questions about the the job description. Right. So if there's a piece of the job description that you're not clear about, ask them about that. Ask them about the company culture. Um, ask them about professional development mm -hmm. within the company. You know <clears throat> what a career path for you could look like, um, especially if you're an undergrad. That's a great question mm -hmm. to ask. Um, and you know, so be engaged throughout right. the interview. And then the final part of the reef is the F which I will tell you about 80% of people do not do, and that's the follow-up. Um, by follow-up, I mean you should send them a thank you note. Um, the, it can be via email, um, which is most case what yeah. happens now. If you really want the job, <laughs> I recommend that you send an email and um, a handwritten thank you note. That email and thank you note should go out within 24 hours of your interview being completed. Um, it's important to be prompt because they're moving through their recruitment process usually pretty quickly. Um, and you also want to take the opportunity in that thank you email not just to say, hey, thanks so much for interviewing me, but remind them of why you would be a good fit for the position yeah. and also bring up something in that email um, from the interview um, that was a common discussion point so that they can tell you were paying attention. Right. So something like I enjoyed, you know, uh, learning more about the company and the work you, for example, maybe you, you do with the, the local nonprofits in the city or something like that. So make sure to hit on the points that um, <clears throat> that you discussed throughout the interview. Um, also, I had a really good success um, making sure to get business cards afterwards. So I had their name, I had their email, I had their phone number just in case because I knew that maybe, you know, sometimes you write a number down wrong or you might forget something like that. So I think that's also uh, somewhat important. Yeah, absolutely, because you can't e send them a thank you email if you don't have that contact yeah, information, yeah, yeah. right? So be sure to um, ask for that business card at the end of, of the interview. Yeah. And also show up early to your interviews. Mm -hmm. Don't, like, give yourself enough time to be there, to account for traffic. Even if you have to sit in your car for maybe 20 minutes before you go in, Get there early. Get there and make sure you have enough time so you're not rushing in. And don't go to stop and get coffee beforehand and, <laughs> and get food. Just go in professional and, and just know that you've done the work you're supposed to do. Right, yeah. right, right. So those are some general tips for um, getting started with the job search. Um, you know, really at any time, but the, the, at this time of the year, especially since, um, you know, many schools and we just graduated. Yeah. <clears throat> so define your path, but stay open. 
um, make sure you know your resources and where to look, mm -hmm. um, and then make sure that you're, you know, preparing for the interview and doing that follow-up pieces. Yeah. And these tips are even applicable to people who maybe have been in a career for five or ten years right. and they're and they're searching for something new or they're making a transition. These are these are skills that are you know um, useful across the board. Yes, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So Kim and I have some a little Q and A here. Um, I guess I'm going to play the role of the student and you're going to play the role of you. Me, yeah. <laughs> um, so we're just going to go through a few of these here um, just to kind of prepare you for, for more tips here. Um, so the first question is, I don't meet all of the requirements listed in the job description. Should I apply anyway? Great question, Manny. <laughs> um, I get that actually a lot, especially from um, students who are either at the undergraduate level or who have been in the workforce for a while and are changing mm -hmm. um, career paths? And the answer to that question is yes, if you meet most of the requirements. Um, there is no position that's going to be 100% aligned to 100% of who you mm -hmm. are. Um, but I would say if you meet like 75% of the the requirements and skills that the job is looking for, yes, absolutely, go ahead and apply. Okay. So, question two, I have a great internship. How can I approach the firm about parlaying this into a full-time role? Ooh, that's another good question. So, the key to that is, one, making sure that it's been a good internship, yeah. right? <laughs> um, for you and the employer. Um, and then start that conversation pretty early on. So, for those of you who are going into internships, this summer, and I know a lot of you are starting it um, on June 1st, starting your internships, is, you know, about by the end of June, start to have that conversation with your site supervisor about, I'm really enjoying this, you know, working here as an intern. What are postgraduate opportunities? Um, is there a plan in place for graduates to continue either on a part-time basis or, you know, pursue full-time employment after the internship? Right. So. Keep, t start talking about it early and then keep the conversation going throughout your internship. Right. The good thing is many companies have that structure in place, um, which is actually why they have an internship program. Yeah. They are, you know, assessing possible talent mm -hmm. to offer full-time jobs for, so. Yeah, and if you, <clears throat> excuse me, if you're fortunate enough to get an internship, don't take that as necessarily your, your, your automatic 100% foot in the door. You still have to work and, and prove yourself. So this is almost like interview part two exactly. on the job. So it, you have to keep up the, the good work that you've been doing. Yeah, ex um, excellent <clears throat> point. The interview is really a three-month yeah. job interview. <laughs> <laughs> so the career I'm interested in has nothing to do with my major. How do I start my search? Ooh, that's a good question. So I think that goes back to my first tip, which mm -hmm. was you have to define your path. Um, and really where you're going. Um, here at HU, we don't really have too many students that are in that boat yeah. where they're, you know, their major <laughs> doesn't line up with their exact career path. Um, but if you do find yourself in that situation, think about the skills that you have gained um, in your major that can transfer into your your career right. path. So not only think about like the soft slash employability mm -hmm. skills like the communication and teamwork, but on the technical side of things. Um, did you learn things in a chemistry lab that you could then take and use um, when you're selling pharmaceutical drugs mm -hmm. and things like that? Did you, <clears throat> did you learn something in your programming class that will give you 
background to be a marketing manager at a company, something like that. So think about all of the skills that you have and how the career that you want to go into can utilize them. Right. Uh, question four. Now, this one is something that I've heard from students and classmates and people that you know I went to school with. Um, I can't get a job without experience, yet I can't get experience without a job. What do I do? <laughs> yeah, so um, luckily, our undergrads here at HU don't have that problem. No. <laughs> because, um, as they know, we have a pretty robust experiential learning program that gives them almost a years of hands-on experience mm -hmm. prior to graduation. Um, this sort of goes back to the, if I don't have all the requirements that the job is looking for, do I still apply? There are many entry-level jobs out there that will say they want two to four years experience <clears throat> and you're just graduating, right? right? Still apply. Yeah. Um, because many companies are thinking that they want two to four years experience if someone's graduating high school. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so if it's a high school degree and they want that experience, your college experience is really that two to four years. Right. So um, still apply. But then again, like I was saying earlier, be a little bit more flexible and make sure that you're not applying for jobs that are requiring five to seven yeah. years of experience with a supervisory role and that sort of mm -hmm. stuff. Um, especially as an undergrad, um, you're not going to find that yeah. right away. <laughs> um, if you're a grad student, that's a little bit different. And I right. think some of our grads may come in, that may come into play if they're switching career mm -hmm. fields. Um, but again, back to the last question, Think about the skills that you have that can transfer and focus on that skill set and that experience. Right. Question uh, five. The well-known firm I want to work for just turned me down. Should I keep trying to get in there? Yes. Simple enough, yes. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, because, and I think when they turn you down, um, this is the key to transition. Mm -hmm. If it's the firm that you really want to work for, um, when they turn you down for a job, the key at that point is to ask them, do you have any other opportunities that you think I would be a better fit for? Mm -hmm. um, because I really want to work at XYZ company for these one, two, three reasons, right? right? Um, but the key is to make that transition once they turn you down. A really good recruiter is going to have opportunities waiting yeah. for you that you are probably going to be a better fit for and should, should, should suggest mm -hmm. them to you. Easy for me to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, if they don't, you know, ask them, you know, do you have any suggestions for applying in the future? Mm -hmm. So it's key to make sure you continue that conversation immediately but absolutely yes if yeah. that's your dream company don't let them go right you can wear them down yeah. <laughs> be persistent yes. not annoying <laughs> yes um and, I, and another thing that i just thought of here is don't it, it's hard to say don't be discouraged when you get a job rejection but you know if you have a really good support system friends and family and you know co-workers it's it's easier to kind of push through but you know everybody goes through that with with a job rejection so you, you just have to keep being persistent and knowing you know where you want to go and just keep telling yourself that and, and, and keep the end goal in mind. Yeah, and the ratio is actually kind of scary. Mm -hmm. The current ratio is that you'll have to apply to about 100 jobs to get one offer. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. I have a little <laughs> bit of personal experience with that. So, yeah. um, so <laughs> you know, hang in there. Be persistent. Job, a job search is a full-time job. Yeah. Um, and treat it like that, you know, especially if you're working part-time or not employed, 
um, at all, make sure that it's built into your schedule every single day yeah. that you're being proactive about it. Um, and if you are doing it correctly, it really is a full-time job. Yeah, absolutely. Um, by, you know, doing the resumes and the cover letters and going on the interviews and that sort of thing. So be persistent and put it on your schedule. Yeah. And uh, the last question here is, uh, the salary for my first job offer seems low. Do I have any leverage to negotiate? Absolutely. You always have leverage to negotiate. <laughs> I think a key here, though, too, is to um, ask, do some research and do yeah. some homework to make sure that what your expectations are are in alignment with that position in that company. Mm -hmm. um, and you can, you, know, you can always <laughs> ask to negotiate. Um, you don't have to always accept the offer right away either, yeah. especially if the salary is low. Um, you can ask them, can you have a few days to think about it, and then call back and say, you know, I love the position, but the salary is a bit low. Is there any room for negotiation? This is the salary range that I was really looking at. This is why I was looking at the salary range, and this is why I'm worth right. that salary range. So you really have to approve your value when you're yeah. asking for more money. Um, some companies will be able to move a little bit, and some companies will not. Yeah. So um, it just depends on the situation whether or not you're successful in that negotiation. Yeah. In the two years that I was uh, job hunting after, after I graduated, um, it took me this up until this point two years to you know get all the information that you just gave us in about twenty minutes here. So, <laughs> <laughs> but it was a. It was a learning process nonetheless, but you know, it's, it's good to, to be able to pass this knowledge on to people who are graduating and who are looking for jobs. So you know, hopefully they don't have to have as many struggles as you know, other people do. Right, absolutely. And I'm always here to help. So if you um, listen to this podcast and, and you think, oh, well, I still have these questions or I don't know what to do about this situation, um, feel free to give me a call or, or email me and I'm happy to set up a one-on-one -on -one appointment with any of our students and their alumni. That sounds great. So um, that's it for today. My name is Manny Sanchez, and this has been your weekly download. Kim, it's been fun. Thanks, Manny. Have a good day, everybody.